Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. The following presentation is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information about Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This presentation also contains adult language and adult themes. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. I am your host, Other Todd. Programmatic announcements if you are joining us live. And if you did, I'm glad you did, since we wound up moving this to a different day on short notice. I see we do have a reasonably full chat channel and lots of listeners on the stream. Thank you for joining us. If you want to participate in the chat channel, please come to vtwproductions.com. Click on chat at the top of the page, and if you have a webcam, you can use chat and video to get on the video wall, or just hit chat to get into the web-based IRC client. During the show, you can submit questions and just chat with the other listeners about what we are talking about. Joining us today, the lovely and talented Miss Marion Call, dialing in from the great state of Alaska, where the weather is so much better than it is here in Phoenix, it's not funny. Marion, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I am still kicking, apparently sweating right. a whole, whole lot more than you and wishing I was up there with you very badly. Oh, <laughs> well, my house is kind of a mess. I don't know that you want to be here, really. I wouldn't be spending a lot of time indoors if I were up there, to, to tell you the honest truth. Oh, you would be out in the rain frolicking? I, oh, jumping in rain, puddles? Rain would be so glorious for some, if someone lives in, in the high desert. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll take it. It's, it's a novelty. You should come stand in a mountain stream and catch some salmon with your bare hands. We'll... We'll, uh, we'll welcome you. We'll just take pictures of that and put it on Twitter, and, and people will laugh. Yeah. So you've recently returned home from a whirlwind tour of pretty much everywhere. Uh, where have you been lately? Oh, my goodness. Most recently, I hit up the whole West Coast and uh, Texas. Before that, I was on the East Coast, kind of New York-y, Boston-y, D.C.-ish. Um, hopefully soon up to the Midwest. I still have my fingers crossed that Europe will happen soon. Uh, I've been all over Alaska a couple times this year, which is good. And uh, touring all of Alaska takes just about as long as touring another major section of the U.S. Our nearest big city, Fairbanks, is about seven, eight hours drive from uh, from Anchorage. So I just got back from there. Uh, it's, I, I travel so much, I actually can't remember what my house looks like half the time. Well, we're glad you're home safe and glad you could make time to hop on the air with us today. Oh, of course. I'm excited. I, I get to be home now for a whole, like, eight days. I'm amazed! Now, it is a happy, happy, joyous place to be. Now, for those who may be being introduced to you for the very first time via this interview, tell us a little about what it is you do that takes you on these whirlwind tours of venues across the world. Let's see. I am a singer-songwriter. I'm sort of a touring troubadour or feminine troubadour, if you're in 
early word nerd like I am. Um, and I travel around. I sing for my supper. I sing stuff that uh, generally appeals to nerdy, geeky people because I use a 12th grade vocabulary at least. And um, and I sing some songs about certain sci-fi franchises. That's a lot of alliteration. Oops. And uh, But the songs are also sort of open and inviting to folks who may not know all the inside jokes. So it's sort of music with lots of Easter eggs for people who are really geeks and um, music that other people who are not especially geeky will still enjoy. Um, and I've just gotten back from Comic-Con and hanging out with the Wootstock crowd. Uh uh, yes, I guess I mostly make music, but um, I also get in on doing sort of more artsy, social media-ish, geeky things whenever I possibly can. I mean, is things like... That was not music. a very good description, but it's still morning here, so I'm kind of sleepy. <laughs> that was an absolutely <laughs> wonderful description, and illustrated nicely why you are our alpha geek for today. Um, ran into... <laughs> Oh, so briefly backstage at Woodstock 3.0 in the whirlwind. Oh, hi, I'm trying to interview you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Um, was actually that coming was fun. through. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> weird guy from the internet. Oh, God. He found me. Um, it was, it was that a very... happens to me every day. This is not, uh, you were not special in that respect. I'm sorry. You've mastered the deer in the headlights look, though, I could say. It's like, ah, she nailed it. Excellent. I scared her just as much as yes, I Yes, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. I mean, on, on Twitter, people don't see how. how uh, confused I am at any given time by the number of people trying to get in touch with me. So <laughs> Now but, you've seen um, their uh, efforts to turn uh, Woodstock into an actual music festival? Yes, and I can see from the planning standpoint, I can see the advantages of that because the difficulty of getting everyone in the same place at the same time is only increasing as everyone involved in Woodstock has awesomer and awesomer things to do, of course. So, I, let alone the challenge of getting Adam Savage and Will Wheaton in the same place, all the other guests that they might want to have. It's just it's difficult unless you plan really far in advance and make it a really big thing. Yeah, and also so, the big target uh, of if you can come one of these three days makes it even easier. Yes, I think that will help, and I think it would be a blast. But then the problem is, of course, where to have it, because there are deserving people all over the country who have been waiting for a Wootstock or another Wootstock, and it's... I experienced this problem myself. I want to go back to everywhere because now I've been everywhere in the country and I just want to go back again and there's simply not enough time. So I do not envy them the task of choosing a city for yeah. uh, something like that because it's going to be it's going to be difficult excluding all those other cities. Um, there will yeah, always be I, that person who, who you're going to disappoint because you've got to be somewhere and then's the break. Yes, and if... If you're friendly, you do not like disappointing people, and I disappoint people daily by saying, Hey, guys, guess what? I just announced my first concert in Juneau and a whole bunch of concerts in the Bay Area. And the first thing in the comments, inevitably, is someone saying, When are you coming back to Omaha? And, and I'm like, but, I, but I'm announcing Bay Area concerts. I did, or, Hey, does anyone want me to come to the Upper Midwest? When are you coming back to New Mexico? Ah! <laughs> I feel bad. It, it's It's... It's daily disappointing people, and that, that's hard for me because I hate disappointing people. But I do, I do my best to get everywhere, and um, I'm glad that I don't have a situation like Wootstock where I have just one thing to put together. I get to do lots of little concerts all over the place, and I'm, I'm pretty nimble. I get around pretty quickly. Well, I mean, Although that's, it may that's not seem like it for the fans <laughs> waiting. <laughs> that's, it's a recurring theme on this show of the, the mixed blessing that is the Internet. The blessing, mm -hmm. you can get your art out there to a massive audience of people, and you can find other members of the tribe who are interested in you 
an order of magnitude more easily than ever before. And then there's also the immediate feedback, which can be used for good or for evil. In this case, it was used for the, great, what have you done for me lately, instead of the, oh, great, you're coming to the Bay Area. Oh, seriously. Yeah, it's it's um it's difficult to do the immediate feedback thing. And also the I'm learning as I as I sort of broach the the ten, twenty thousand, you know, threshold of Twitter followers or what have you, uh, I'm starting to notice that people start thinking you don't read everything or you don't receive everything. And you start getting this really sort of open, horrible criticism about you personally or about your work that people just feel free to say directly to you. And I'm thinking, Wow, would you I get no one has to like my work. I'm I'm perfectly happy to have people not like what I do or or say snarky things about what I do. That's no problem. But it amazes me that like if you if you were in a gallery and you didn't like an artist's work, I can't imagine just walking up to them and saying, "Hey, by the way, I think your stuff sucks," and also you're bad as a person. You know, I I just can't imagine people doing that. And yet on the internet, they feel totally free to. Um, so that's pretty amazing. But uh, that's okay. You just got to grow a thicker skin and get used to it. And uh, and thank the internet for its many, many blessings, and learn to block my ears against its many, uh, its many curses and its many uh, demands. Yes, do not hand oh. the phone to the sociopath, but it's what we've done. No, do not, and never read the comments. Just don't oh, read God. the comments. No, 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 no. Just don't no. read the comments. Oh my God. Yep, yep, because people say incredible things, really amazing things. I, I love my fans, though. My fans are the awesomest. They're very fun. They're very encouraging. They're very understanding of the fact that I travel as hard as any human being can travel to try and play as many concerts as I can for them. Um, and I love meeting them. Like, everywhere I go, I wind up meeting the coolest people, and it's it's usually a matter of there's not enough time to spend with them or there's not enough time to spend in their city uh, because, of course, I have to go meet more people in the next city who are equally awesome. But it's, uh, I, I really like the group of people that has been attracted to my concerts. They're very geeky. They're very fun. They're usually very balanced and interesting and um, exciting to talk to. And I love my Twitter community because when you travel that much, you need some sort of home base. And I guess my home base is the people on the Internet who help keep me sane. We can also say I'm when coming to this new area for the very first time, and you in Twitter... Tell me, what should I be doing with my time, or where can I find this? Oh, yes, I did. that's how I did my whole 50 States tour, actually, because I had not been to most of the 50 States. I proposed a 50-state tour via Twitter, and Twitter liked it, but I thought, I must be insane. I don't know if I can even finish this, but I might as well try. So I tried, and lo and behold, it worked out. At, you know, 80% of the places I was going, I'd never been before, and I was meeting total strangers and trusting them with my health and welfare and my concerts and my financial well-being. And they were so awesome. It was great. I loved it. Now I just want to go back to everywhere in the 50 states, which is, again, a problem, but a good problem to have. May that uh, experience continue unabated until the end of days. Right, right, right. Well, hey, we should listen to some music, right? Yes, indeed. Now I have... I- just received Cause I'm excited because I'm bouncing up and down about my new record that is not quite, <laughs> quite, quite ready to announce the date on yet, but I'm so excited. Now, but you I worked on album art yesterday all day. You have titled it, so you can at least let them know what to expect, what you have coming. Yes, yes. It is called Something Fierce. And it is very, it's, it's something that will please the word nerds among you. If you're a language literature nerd, you will enjoy the, uh, the fun that is my... It's what did my father say? He said Rhyme Gasmic. Rhyme Gasmic. Ooh, I'm writing that one down. 
Yeah, I'm obsessed with poetry, rhyming, and um, all the many, many, many different ways you can play with words I have been since I was a little kid. That's really my particular brand of nerdery. That's why I use a typewriter and why I am in love with and have a slightly scary, possibly unhealthy relationship with my typewriter. Um, now, when you use typewriter, you don't use just any old electric, you know, what any recent generation No, 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 typewriter. no, no. Well, I have three different typewriters, actually, um, and I would love to have more someday. But uh, my primary typewriter is named Madeline. She's in Underwood, and she is glorious. I absolutely love her. But she's heavy enough that she can only go with me when I drive, so I also have a couple portables that uh, live or get mailed around various parts of the country. I rather enjoy the fact that you have named your typewriters. That just fits. Of course I have. <laughs> typewriters right. have a lot of personality, not like iPhones, you know. I have now received the track that you sent down, and I have it queued up here. So this is the first track you've released from the new album coming up. This is called Good Second Morning. Track. Second track. Good Morning Moon. Tell us a little about uh, the mm -hmm. inspiration behind this song. This was inspired by a fan on Twitter, actually, um, who has turned out to be an awesome friend in the Bay Area. Uh, he explained to me, and I didn't know this before, he explained to me that uh, the astronauts, when they go up on the space shuttle, have a particular wake-up song. Uh, because, obviously, the sun doesn't do what it's supposed to when you're in space. It doesn't do what we are accustomed to it doing. So you have to wake up in cold and darkness when, you're, uh, when your body is not sure what time it is. And I thought, hey, that's just like Alaska. We're astronauts <laughs> up here. And so uh, he said I should write that song. And eventually uh, I did, actually. I was stuck in L.A. traffic, and I came up with the song, and I fell in love with it because I don't like to write um, too much absurdly cheerful stuff. But the one time when I needed is first thing in the morning because I am the worst waker upper ever. I can hit snooze for hours. And uh, so I wrote the song that I would want to get me out of bed if I were an astronaut. And... This is the one. It's a little melancholy now because I'm, you know, waiting for what comes next in terms of, um, in terms of manned space exploration for the U.S. But, uh, but you are this not alone. Will help keep me hopeful. I think hopeful. Hopeful is what I am. This is indeed what we find. Because the alternative is lame and depressing. So. Let's not even go there. You know, we're going to assume the best and do our best to make it occur. Yes, exactly. All right. So coming up, we have Marion Call with "Good Morning Moon." When we return, I will get all James lifted on her and hit her with the questionnaire. Uh, those of you who listen to the show oh, are dear. very familiar with. <laughs> nothing sinister. Oh, dear, nothing sinister. Oh, dear. Is going to be evil? No. It's going to be a great fun had by all. You are listening to oh, Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Productions. Podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks. www.vtwproductions.com Good morning, Moon. Love, how you doing? I've got business with you today. Good evening, Sun. I'll see you soon. I wake on my own terms lately Who's to say we're upside down? Who's to say we're falling if we miss the ground? Who's to say we're going nowhere If we like spinning around and round? Do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do Do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do 
to say we're falling if we miss the ground? Who's to say we're going nowhere if we like spinning around and round? Do 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 do. Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Alpha Geek Interviews continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Now, I know you're under a bit of a time crunch, so I will cut to the chase of the questionnaire that I have stolen uh, shamelessly from James Lipton on Inside the Actors Studio, and he in turn stole it from some French guy, so I don't feel bad about that at all. And we have lightly modified Julie, it for because our Because stealing from the French is okay? Uh-huh. Okay. I should say, oui, oui. That, and it's a really good uh, interview questionnaire, so I'm, uh, I don't mind stealing, because <laughs> stealing is complimentary, or at least I will convince myself of that fact. Imitations, <laughs> the serious form of flattery, and all that kind of thing. <laughs> All right, so, Marion, what is your favorite word? Right now? Uh, Whatever comes to mind. Oh, it, the, the word that comes to mind is viscous. That's probably not my favorite all time, but I, I like it right now. I, I love so many words, that's really not a fair question. What is your least but favorite word? Moist. Uh, also, deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I love deadlines, and as Douglas Adams said, I love the whooshing sound they make as they go rushing by. Mm-hmm. What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, whatever? Uh, other, other people's art. I like to watch other people's creations, and then I feel like I often have a response, and a lot of my art comes from that. So you have a sympathetic response to creation that helps you create? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what turns you off? Creatively? However. Or, um... However you wish to take it. turns me off. Bad grammar. Uh, poor grammar. Uh, impressions. <laughs> the impression that bad grammar makes. Yeah, yeah. No, when people do impressions of one another, especially Ew. like in, in sort of 
party scenarios for impressions of other people and or you know fakey accents for no reason and yeah those are difficult for me sometimes and then occasionally I'll find myself doing one and be disgusted with myself but feel shame mm-hmm. what sound or noise do you love rain and what sound or noise do you hate pleather you know that uh, squeak 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 uh-huh oh I know it well just this side of nails on a chalkboard <laughs> and what is your favorite curse word? Fraka banjo. Can you spell that? F R A K A B A N J O. Fraka banjo. That's one that I developed while trying to edit banjo for my new album, and I got so angry that I threw something and yelled Fraka banjo, and it became my favorite curse word because it feels so good to say. I'm writing that down. And because, as uh, as Captain Andy said this week uh, of Deadliest Catch, oh no, wait, wait, don't tell me. If anyone ever tells you that they don't want to smash a guitar over someone's head, they're lying. <laughs> because who wouldn't who wouldn't want to smash a banjo over someone's head in rage? That just sounds like the most and freeing experience ever. I can so picture that guy saying that. <laughs> that ain't right. Yep. Okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I have attempted several and will attempt several more. I'd like to work in film. I'd probably like to write for film or uh, edit. And what profession other than your own would you absolutely not want to participate in? I would not want to be a prison guard. I would be very bad at that. And now we come to the slightly modified questions that the Versus the World community has suggested. What is the nerdiest thing that you have ever done and been proud of? Oh... It's probably a grammar correcting moment in public in a in an inappropriate situation. I'm trying to think of a specific example, but um, I've also definitely been caught jumping up and down at uh, fancy events whenever things like uh, I don't know. I, oh, I was talking about Battlestar Galactica recently with some with my father, I think, and um, he is watching it for the first time, and so I'm getting to enjoy vicariously his discovery of the awesomeness of seasons one and two, and um, I was on the train, and I realized I was yelling loudly about um, about the sort of, <laughs> about the deeper issues between humans and Cylons and how this related to the war on terror and to uh, international policy and to, and I, I, I realized after a while that I was yelling on the train about robots and um, that no one else could get away from me, and I was... I was actually very proud of that. I, I apologized, but I was proud. <laughs> I am envious of you. Ronald D. Moore is one of those guys that if I ever get the chance to meet, uh, I'm going to hit him in the face and then hug him. <laughs> and what is the nerdiest thing you have ever done and been ashamed of? Um, well, are all major sort of social gaffes considered nerdy? It's entirely up to your Because I make discretion. a lot of those. I make a whole lot of those. Um... I'm pretty awkward at parties. I feel like this, this happens a lot to me. Um, nerdiest thing I've ever done and been ashamed of. Well, usually I'm ashamed of being ashamed of doing nerdy things. So uh-huh. it's a shame cycle, really. Like, if I'm ashamed of doing a nerdy thing, then I'm immediately ashamed of being ashamed because I should be proud to be a nerd, right? That but being proud to be a nerd, I'm still new to within the last couple of years, so I'm kind of working on it. You are not alone. Mm, I'm trying to think of a specific thing, but I'm afraid I can't. I'm sorry. No problem. And what is your favorite gadget? The uh, one I love the most is probably my iPhone. It sleeps under my pillow. Sure would not be possible without it. Um, Have you named my it? My favorite gadget. No. 
Well, my typewriter has a name. That probably makes it my favorite gadget. That's my personified, it's my friend gadget, is my typewriter. Madeline. Um, and a garlic press. Couldn't live without a garlic press. Mm, garlic. Mm-hmm. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You never have to promote another show ever again. <laughs> uh, you're going for the whole paradise angle, I see. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for participating in our questionnaire. We now come to the proud section of our show known as Shameless Plug. What would you like to shamelessly plug today? Um, I would like to shamelessly plug my upcoming album after it's out, meaning you should follow me on Twitter or Facebook to know when it's out. I'm an entertaining, if over-talkative, Twitter personality, I guess, at Marion Cole. And if you are tuned in there, you'll know when the new record is dropping. Excellent. Uh, I guess I would also like to plug, I have some Bay Area performances coming up that I'm trying to get lined up. If you're in the Bay Area over Labor Day weekends, that's when I will be there. And if you are in the Seattle area, I will be there in October playing a show with the Double Clicks and Molly Lewis, which promises to be a fantastic night of hot nerd girls singing about D&D. So, you should definitely come. Teeny, <laughs> tiny, little Marion, or, uh, Molly Lewis. Teeny, mm-hmm. tiny, little Molly Lewis. And there's a reason why she voice. plays I had ukulele. a dream about Molly Lewis last night. I had a dream she wrote this new song that was so awesome it blew my mind. I should write her about this, but I can't remember what it was about. <laughs> As so, the way dreams work. Yes, that's right. So I'll put some pressure on her to write a new song that's so awesome that it blows my mind off, and um, and then just leave her to it. So on Twitter, you are Marion Call. Where can they find your website? MarionCall.com. What a surprise. I know. Yes, and um, I need to renew my domain name, actually. Oh, boy. It's gonna be that would be somewhat important, yes. <laughs> I can highly it recommend be, yes. taking care of that. Uh, that's right. Oh, I got another two weeks, but let's not put that one off to the last second. Uh, on your website, new people who are just finding you for the first time can hear all kinds of samples of your music. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that you participate They can actually in stream all of the songs all the way through for free. Yep. I'm big on free stuff. I see you're also a proponent of something we love dearly on uh, Versus the World Radio, which is Creative Commons licensing. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a fan of giving things away and then trying to remind people or educate people that they have to pay voluntarily because no one has to pay anymore for it, right? They can get it for free. I'd rather Mm -hmm. just acknowledge that and be happy about it and encourage people to spread it around and then remind people afterwards that if they don't at some point in some way pay for it, then um, the music stops getting produced, you know, then I don't eat. So, um, and my fans have been awesomely responsive to that and um, in the live shows that plays out is most of my shows are free except when there's like maybe two big crowd count for it to be free but uh, most of my shows are free with a voluntary cover charge um, because I figure that's the way the internet works now the music's mm-hmm. free um, and you pay for it if you choose to as one of the conversations we had with uh, Jonathan Colton on an earlier show is on his site in amongst all his tracks that you can buy there's the link that if you've already stolen it and you want to pay for it now click here so that was a mm-hmm. wonderful acknowledgement of how the real world works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see any point in fighting it. I think that would waste a lot of resources and make me a bitter person. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be a happy person who is appreciative when people buy things than someone who is bitter when they don't. <laughs> Bring it on. And when are you coming to Phoenix? When am I coming to Phoenix? I don't know when I am next coming to Phoenix, <laughs> but I'm certainly coming back to Phoenix. I enjoy Arizona. Despite all, I enjoy Arizona. Just and, don't come uh, like no, now. Uh, come, in, come in January. Uh, well, there's February. no danger of that. No, I want to be in Alaska in January and February. I want to be home. Mm. I'm going to miss the cold months otherwise. 
I'll miss this all the good true. beer. Ooh, don't even see. I'm trying to keep this tight so you can get on with your day, and you keep handing me things like good beer, and that's a good two-hour conversation with me. So be careful. Oh, with I'm. You. I the best part of my Fifty States tour was having people come to me and bring me offerings of their best, favoriteest local beer, and being mm. able to judge all over the country. It was yeah. pretty fun, but next, I still love my Alaska breweries best. So. Next time you return to uh, Arizona, I will bring you some of my favorite beer that I have made. So. Oh, that oh, you have uh, made. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yes. What do you got on tap right now? Right now, I have uh, cider that I made, actually. We got uh, oh, nice. some press apple? pressing done. Yes, apple cider done, uh, pressed last year. When the apples were coming in, and we got it kegged about a month ago. And <laughs> you have a lot of apples in Arizona, do you? Surprisingly, we can get access to them. Uh, it's a bit of a drive, but not as far as you might think. I was shocked to learn that there were three different choices of orchards I could go to within a reasonable driving distance, and they would do cider pressings for people specifically who were doing home brewing. We could go and start your must up there and then bring it back home to ferment. So there w- I, I thought that was strictly something I left behind when I moved away from back east and was wonderfully surprised to realize, nope, I can go do it for reals every year, and I do. Fantastic. It's a happy Welcome thing. up to Alaska sometime. Sample our beer. We'll uh, put you in a river, make you <laughs> catch salmon like a bear with your mouth, and uh, laugh at the Arizona. It'll be fun. Oh, please come visit. You'll, you'll want to taste our beer. Oh, so I shall. Looking forward to it. May it happen sooner rather than later. <sighs> okay. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with us. And of course. you have been listening to Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Radio. Join us next Friday where... Steptoe, Stephen Toulouse will be joining us, and the week you after have that. Steptoe next week. Steptoe's coming next week. Yeah, ask him uh, about Woodstock. Oh, if, absolutely. That's where I ran into him last and got this arranged. Um, and the week after that, we have Phil Plate, the bad astronomer, joining us uh, again f- the Friday after that. Yay! So we, we got fun stuff coming your way. Stay tuned to the front page of vtwproductions.com for announcements of times, dates, and all that kind of stuff. I will get this edited down and out on podcast as soon as is humanly possible so that those of you who weren't listening live and you know who you are because while you're listening to the podcast now can get access to the joy and the greatness that was Marion Call. Marion, thank you for joining us. Wish you all the success in the world. Travel safely. And we're going to go out on It's Good to Have Jane on Your Side from your Firefly-inspired album. And we are out of here. (laughs) 